Welcome to House to Home Podcast. It's here that we'll learn how to cultivate an eternal haven in our temporary world. So grab a cup of coffee, do the dishes, or even take a drive in your car. Whatever it is you do while listening, I hope you feel right at home. Welcome to House to Home Podcast. Bree here with you today and... And Sissy, can you say hi, everyone? Hi, everyone. What are you doing with me today, sis? I'm doing this. Doing this? What is this? People. People? Are we talking to people? Mm-hmm. On a what? What's this called? People. People? Is it called a podcast? Yeah, can you tell House to Home hello? Hi, the home. Hello. <laughs> All right. Sissy wanted to jump on here and say hi, but now she has to go get ready for bed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're sleeping downstairs. You're sleeping downstairs tonight? Mm-hmm. On a pallet? Mm-hmm. How fun. Okay, can you tell House to Home bye? House bye. Say I love you guys. We love you guys. All right, Sis has gone off to get ready for bed and enjoy her pallet making on the floor, or as we call them, poffies. That's something my husband's side has started. So when we make a palette on the floor for the kids to sleep on. We call it a poffy. Um, So welcome again to House to Home. Today we're going to be talking about decorating the home. And I have been preparing for this podcast for a while now. I sent out some questions on Instagram and I received quite a bit of feedback from you guys. And I'm going to try to answer your questions and hit those topics that you wanted to hear about within this podcast. Decorating is a huge topic to cover and since this is house to home we will definitely come back to this subject so don't feel like this is the only time I'm going to speak to decorating this is kind of going to be the intro to decorating I'm going to hit a lot of different parts of decorating and then hopefully come 2022 and if we continue to do the podcast longer than that we'll just keep hitting decorating we might get more specific we'll talk about details tips all of that so we will definitely revisit this topic. So if there's anything that after listening to this, you have more questions about, reach out. I keep track of all of that so that I can go back and have podcast ideas. I really want to be putting out things that you guys are interested in, things you want to know about. I want this to be helpful for our listeners. So let's start off with the overwhelming feeling that decorating seems to bring most of you. That was not something I was going to actually talk about. To me, decorating is not overwhelming. I enjoy it. It's definitely something that I feel like uh, the Lord has just put inside of me and given it as an enjoyment to me. So it's something that I really enjoy naturally. Um, I'm sure a lot of, you know, my background, my life, just the way the Lord's made me, uh, that fits in. But I realize now that that is not the case for many of our listeners and that it's overwhelming to most people. That was... One of the main questions or main concerns was just feeling overwhelming. Where do you even start? Things like budget, um, not feeling like you have the talent or gifting to do it. All the different styles are overwhelming. The time, not having the time or the energy or just the basic question of, is it worth my time? Is it worth doing this? And so I want this to be encouraging to you guys. I don't want this podcast to be discouraging. And I know that when we talk about decorating, A lot of times people can be discouraged in it. So please 
when I give tips, when I give tidbits, um, I want you to hear my speech and my heart being full of grace to you and to your family, realizing that you're going to have a different home than me, realizing that you're going to have different talents than me, different abilities, different financial aspects. There's so many things that go into a home, and there's so many things that go into decorating. So please take what I say as an encouragement and not um, sort of a condemnation. I want you guys to be edified by this podcast. Decorating the home is definitely worth it. And it can be done on the tightest of budgets or with the limited time, the limited talent, um, whatever it may be. So let's just start at the very beginning here. Let's talk about creation, right? God is the creator, not a creator. He is the creator. He created this world. He created you and me, and he didn't just make things for a utilitarian purpose. Praise the Lord for that, right? He incorporated beauty. He is true beauty. And so because he is ultimate beauty, he has created things with this love and with this beauty. Because of that, we then have that inside of us. We are image bearers and um, we reflect Christ. We reflect his beauty. And then we are also able to kind of send this beauty out in ways that other things can't. Because a tree is beautiful and it was created by God himself. But we, as image bearers of Christ house something from God that a tree doesn't, right? And so we're able to kind of throw this beauty around in really neat ways. And I want you to be doing that in the best way you can. I want you to partake in the joys and the feelings that beauty brings. And God created us in for this way. He didn't just make a tree so that it can give us oxygen. He didn't just make the water so that we could drink it. He didn't just make the snow so that it could replenish the earth. He did it in a beautiful way. He made the snow to glitter the ground. He made the water to have waves and go back and forth and to put off a soothing sound. He made a tree to um, wisp in the wind and to have beautiful designs and, and leaves, leaves that change colors and fall and get crunchy and are soft and acorns and nuts and different types of um, branches and different types of bark and he is amazing and he has such diversity and creativity and this this kind of beauty is the kind of beauty that we want to then bring into our homes we want our homes to reflect Christ so I think the most important thing you can do in decorating is to remember this truth that God is beauty he is ultimate beauty he is ultimate love and he is creator and he made you in that image and so we are here to partake and to share in this beauty so I want you guys to make a home that you and your family feel at home in and something that most importantly reflects Christ and reflects his creativity or my home is not going to look like your home right your home is not going to look like your neighbor's home There's a lot of diversity to be had there. There's a lot of creativity to be had there. And I hope that by the end of this podcast, you are able to kind of search that out if you are feeling discouraged. And you can do this by honoring God with your budget, with your time, with your talent. I kind of want to push back against the whole idea that I don't have the talent for this. Whether you are naturally given to decorating your home, whether you really enjoy it or it's kind of a drag for you. I just want to kind of push back against the whole idea of, well, 
that's just not me. Um, I'm just not good at decorating. I'm just not creative. And I just, I can't have a pretty house. You know, I can't have a homey house because I just don't know. And that's just not my green. It may not be the area that you are most talented in. Um, I would agree with that. Not everyone is going to have the um, inspiration inside of them to do a podcast on decorating a home. You know, uh, not everyone's going to be like me in that area. And that's good, right? We've already talked about that in many other podcasts. We can't all be hands and feet and eyes and ears. We have to be different parts of the body to make up the full body. But I want to push back against that just a little bit because as humans, like I said, as image bearers, we house the beauty of God and we partake in the beauty of God. And as women, you have beauty kind of just flowing out of you. This just kind of naturally happens. This is how God made it. And so we can distort this or we can suppress this um, or we can help this to flourish. We can grow in it and we can share it with the people around us. And that's what I want you to do in your home. I want you to take this beauty that God has placed inside of you and around you. And I want you to use it to honor the Lord and use it to honor the people in your life and the people that are around you. So we also had someone ask, what is beauty? Um, I would encourage you to go listen to our beautiful woman podcast or beautiful women. I think it was titled. We actually talked in depth there kind of about what beauty is and maybe we'll have a podcast where we talk more about it. I think I even said on that podcast, I'd like to dive deeper into it. And I also recommended one of the Pugcast podcasts where they talk about beauty. And so if you want to know more about like what beauty is, I would recommend going and listening to those. But God created beauty and God is ultimate beauty. And that's one thing that I want you to know going forward in this podcast. So beauty in the home matters because it's a way to give him glory and it's a way to tangibly show people his beauty and his goodness. So Today, I want us to ask the question, how do we do this? I want us to ask that and answer that. So my question is, does your home decor reflect Christ? Because either our decor is going to reflect us in a selfish way, or it's going to reflect the world, or it's going to reflect who we are in Christ. And I do think our homes should reflect who we are, but not just us, but what we believe in and to whom and to what we look to. And hopefully, again, that's the Lord. So the decorations that you choose actually do say a lot about you. It says a lot about your theology. It says a lot about what you believe. Things like, do you value the home by attending it and cleaning it and caring for it? Um, Do you put thought into the artwork that you choose and that you put on your walls? Or are you just going with what's trendy or the new fad? Um, Are your walls and tables decorated with uh, electronics, you know, TVs, laptops, Or are there food and books and crayons covering those spaces? Are your decorations and most of your things off limits or no touch zones? Is your home stuffy and kind of like a look only, you know, like a museum? Or is it warm and is it grace-filled? Do you decorate with nature and good artwork? Do you value the beauty that God has naturally put in front of you and the talent that is put in others? Uh, We all can't be artists, obviously, but we can value and we can appreciate art from other people and we can use those in our homes. So I just kind of want you to think intentionally about what your home is right now and is it something that you value? Are you putting things in your home 
out of kind of a complacency or are you putting things in your home intentionally, um, putting things that you like, your family likes, your husband likes, and that sort of thing. So I have several reasons why I decorate the way I do, and I just kind of want to touch these and then talk about them, and maybe they'll help you. Maybe they'll help you give some tips. Uh, so this is my house, and my home is not going to look the same as yours, of course, but maybe by talking about some of the ways that I'm intentional in my decorating will help you think of ways that you want to be intentional in your decorating. I would encourage you, if you're wanting to decorate more in your home, or maybe you're in a new home, or maybe you've never even put much thought to decorating and you just have slapped in there what is in there, um, I would just encourage you to kind of take an inventory of what is in your home now. Are they things that reflect you and your family and reflect the Lord? Or like I said, is it is it just kind of whatever goes? Or do you really get caught up in the new trends? And um, that can be a money pit, you know. The sad thing about the world is it's constantly going through this cycle of what's in, what's relevant, what's trendy, to where we always have to be new and fresh. And yes, in a sense, we do need to be moving on and going with culture and being relevant. But at the same time, there are things that are timeless truths. We've talked about this in podcasts before. There's timeless truths in education. There's timeless truths in decorations. There's timeless truths in all aspects of our life. And there's things that um, will stand the test of time. And I think that even goes with decorating. And so when I'm decorating the home, I don't like to just necessarily look just to necessarily look for what's trendy. I like to look for what's timeless that I like. Um, and then I, you know, I'll throw in trendy stuff too that I enjoy. But think about what you're decorating your home with and what it is saying. I like to try to find things that suit me and my family. Um, of course, this all depends on where you live, your budget, the size of your home, and that sort of thing. But again, God created so much diversity in the world. Think about race, nature, trees, lands, and work with that and find what you love, not just what others think you should love. Thank the Lord for Pinterest. <laughs> we can look on there and get ideas. You can look at homes in England and homes in Australia and homes in Ireland and homes in the U.S. and find um, kind of what you like. And, and don't be afraid to change that either. Don't be afraid to like something five years ago and then change your mind. Um, there's a lot of grace to be had there. I'm on a very tight budget, um, so I thrift. And this was another one of our popular questions or concerns. So other than just it feeling overwhelming to people, one of the reasons why it felt overwhelming was the budget. I don't just say we're on a tight budget. So many people say that now, and I think some people roll their eyes like, um, are you really though? No, we really are on a tight budget. And, um, we have to be very frugal. And so I thrift a lot. I buy used. I salvage. I pray for creativity. I make things. I ask family and friends for things. Um, there's a lot of tips here. Right now in this season of life, we are the tightest with our budget we've ever been. I'm sure a lot of people are like that right now with inflation and just the way our nation is. And then we've got three kiddos and we have lots of medical bills and my husband's in seminary. So things are just kind of piling up. However, the Lord has always been faithful to provide and faithful to give us wisdom as we seek him. And so I think that he'll do that even in your decorating. And I think, I think someone said it feels uh, like it feels too much. It feels like this isn't very important 
to be doing this um, while things are tight. Like while money is tight, decorating my home doesn't seem to be important. And I would just say making your house a home is always going to be important. Um, there may be wars going around, but that doesn't mean that your home has to suffer from that. That doesn't mean that your home has to be a war zone. If anything, it means that your home all the more needs to be a place of peace. And that doesn't mean you have to go out and spend $30 on a lamp and $50 on a rug and $300 on a couch. And, you know, those might even be cheap to you. But it could actually mean that you're spending nothing. You're just taking the time to make your home a place where people find peace and rest. And so I would just say take it slow um, and don't plan for everything to come all together at once or for one room to be done or even the whole home to be done in a certain time frame. But enjoy the process of that. Um, if you're moving a lot or maybe you're renovating or building, enjoy the process. Um, enjoy making a home. This is going to be a never-ending experience until we get to our eternal rest. So focus on making this temporary home a haven that points to the forever and realize um, that there's always going to be a bit of a longing there. There's always going to be a bit of a longing inside of us to, you know, want perfection, to want better, to want heaven, you know, want heaven here on earth. And I wouldn't push against that. I would, I would just let that feeling be, if that makes sense, because that's part of of our longing. That's part of our knowing that we're not made for this world. We're made for more, right? We're made for the new heavens and the new earth. And so um, look forward to that. Don't push against that so much, but try to do the best you can here um, in order to, in order to get to the eternal haven. And so just some practical things. I already said some stuff, but Ask family and friends, make furniture, uh, make your own furniture, pick up some skills, uh, refurbish things. You know, like I said, look at thrift stores. For us, um, I think the best things have been estate sales, even above Goodwills and thrift stores, estate sales. In my, like where my mom lives, even the estate sales there, you can just find a lot. And so those have been really good. Another thing is shop out of season. I don't ever shop in season unless it is like dire. That goes with clothes and decor. So like I'm um, at the end of a season, I look forward to next year and I think, okay, what do my kids need clothing wise? What do I need clothing wise? Uh, what, you know, what am I going to want next year for Christmas and that sort of thing? And if, you know, it's in the budget, then I buy it. And that way I'm getting things at least somewhat, you know, of a percentage off, sometimes even half off or more. And so shop out of season as well. Um, I also have some Instagrams that I will share on my stories and I'll tag you guys in people that thrift and people that help, um, with budgets specifically in regards to like home life. I'll share those. So be looking on my Instagram for that. Um, another thing that I value in my decorating is family and tradition. So I tend to decorate with heirlooms and things that have been given. It's a lot more meaningful than just a Hobby Lobby canvas. Nothing wrong with the Hobby Lobby canvas. But because I value my family and my children, I want to decorate with things that they like. So that means I'll be decorating with the artwork that my children have made. 
I will be decorating with things that my husband has been given from his grandpa or things that my mom gave me. And this doesn't mean I keep everything that was given to me, especially if it's not our style or if I, it doesn't find a good fit in my home. You know, I'll say no or I'll send it to someone else in the family. Or if it's not super sentimental, I will sell it. Uh, that's another thing. If you're going to be buying a new piece of furniture or a new item for your home, then sell it. Um, sell something else. So if you need a new blanket for your bed, is there a blanket that you can sell? If you need new clothes, is there clothing that you can sell? If you need a new couch, can you sell the couch that you had? Um, even if you're just selling it for, you know, $25, that's $25 that can go towards whatever you need. And we have Facebook Marketplace, yard sales, online is super helpful to sell things now. It just takes a little bit of time. But um, if you're if your budget is tight, you'll take the time to do it. Another, things, it. another thing is I don't have a lot of things that are off-limit decoration-wise because I have children at home. And so if you have little ones, your decorating might have to kind of shift and change. Um, but this also teaches them to value beauty. So if you do have a few things in your house that um, are fragile, which I do, we have a few things that you know they can play with if they're careful with it. We have a few things that they can't play with at all. And then we have many things that they can play with. And it's okay to have a few things off limits because again, it teaches them to value beauty. It teaches them to take care of what is fragile. And in reality, this is teaching them how to take care of um, fragile souls, fragile people. So letting them care for a flower or a glass ornament in reality is teaching them the fruit of gentleness, which is a fruit of the spirit that will then carry into the relationships with others. So don't make everything off limits, but also don't make everything just look like a big bounce house either. There needs to be a balance there. I also had someone who asked, what about decorating with things that your husband likes? And so I think the best way to decorate with things that your husband likes is by valuing what your husband likes. If your husband loves sports, figure out why he loves it. Um, try to get into it a little bit. I know a lot of women who are just like, I just don't see anything with it and I'm just going to go the other way. Well, you wouldn't like that if your husband did that for you. And if, if that's kind of how your relationship is, well, this is just my hobby and this is just my interest and we don't talk about it. That's like, that's ground for a very, you know, not good communication and not a good relationship. So if your husband does like to hunt, um, I think someone said that their husband likes to decorate with medieval swords. Maybe your husband likes the medieval time. I think my husband actually does, and he wishes we had more artwork in the home. I've been trying to look for more artwork, like more medieval artwork and more um, just artwork in general, really nice art. My husband values good art, and so I've been trying to look for that. That is more expensive. It is more pricey. Um, but if you value what your husband values and you learn why he likes it, instead of pushing him out of the home, then it'll be easier for you to decorate with the stuff he likes. So the whole idea of like a man cave, I don't really care for because that's pushing man out of the home. That's having him have this space that's just for him and then the home is not for him. And I think it's fine to have a man cave. It's fine to have a place for teenagers to go. Of course, it's fine for the kids to have a room or a closet or something to themselves that they can decorate. Um, I think that's important, but uh, the whole man cave idea just really is pushing the man out of the home. So if you're saying nothing that he likes can be in the home, 
is not making it very homey for him. It's just making it all about you. So get interested in what he likes. Get interested in what your kids like. And uh, give them a space that they can go to. You know, if the bedroom is where you and your husband like to rest after the kids go to sleep, make that place cozy. That was on my list last year to make that space a little bit more cozy um, than it had been previously. And then I just recently, for my girls, they share a bedroom, which can be hard at times, but overall it's a great experience for them and they love it. Since they share a bedroom, I made their closet recently a little space where they can go to have a quiet time because most of them take timeouts or quiet times and those aren't bad things in our house. Those are just, okay, if you're having a moment, yes, then you need a timeout. You need to go take a quiet time or if... Uh, You just want a quiet time. You just want to play on your own. And the other siblings, you know, are just being too much at that moment. They can go up to their closet. There's a, it's actually a dog bed, (laughs) Um, but it's a cute little cushion. And we put pillows in there and stuffed animals. And this also has their dress up clothes and a mirror and necklaces and stuff. But then we strung up some lights and they can shut the door. And it's just this little area that they can read in or they can just sit in whatever they want to do in there they're welcome to go in there and have their quiet time in their space and we did this in a closet because there's no room to do it anywhere else (laughs) so making little places like that for your children are important too I think another thing that I value is nature God's artwork and creation is all around us. And so I think we should bring this indoors as much as we can. And this is something that people have been doing for forever. I mean, just think about your seasons, how when autumn comes around, because we're in autumn now and we're about to be into Thanksgiving and all of the fall things. Think about pumpkins and decorating with corn and decorating with hay and straw and mums. Um, Think about that. Leaves. You can bring all of these things inside. So Think about flowers and wood tones, um, weeds even, greenery. Uh, Even like in the winter, you can go and take limbs and sticks and spray paint them or just leave them as limbs and sticks and do something cool with them. I love to decorate with nature whenever I can. And you can get cool ideas off of Pinterest with this too or um, Instagram. That's another thing. Follow people on Instagram that you enjoy seeing their homes, that you enjoy their aesthetics, kind of get ideas from that. Another thing is plants. And if you don't have a green thumb, fear not. Do dried floral. Do dried plants. I do a lot of dried floral because, one, it lasts for forever. You can switch it out. um, You can put them in a box and tuck them away in your basement or in your attic or closet and switch the colors out for um, different seasons and you never have to water it. You don't have to worry about it dying. Uh, we just did a giveaway with Abby Fenton um, for dried floral. Uh, somebody won a dried floral bouquet and you can buy some from her. She has really like bright, more modern dried floral. Here in Evansville, Indiana, there's Timberview Flowers and she sells dried floral or dry your own. It's really easy to do. I might post some pictures of some of the dried floral I have. And uh, even my mother-in-law and my mom, they have a lot of pretty dried floral in their homes. So there's so many things you can do with nature. Another thing I value is peace. So I like to keep things airy and light and minimal. Um, But some people want smaller, cozier spaces, darker tones with nooks and crannies find what fits you and your family best obviously if you have little ones at home then you're going to need to decorate differently Um, get things that are replaceable like 
nature, you know, or things that can easily be decor or a toy. This is why I like to invest in like older toys or wooden toys or cute stuffed animals because I like having those around my home. Like in our living room, we have a cute old baby rocker. Like you just sit in it and you rock and it has little beads on it that they can play with. I forget what it's called. It's just kind of like your own individual teeter-totter and um, the kids love that. They get in it probably multiple times a week, play with that. Inside of it, we've put stuffed animals. One of them is a bunny that my mom made me, a teddy bear from their great aunt, um, a little doll that I found at an antique store. So it's cute little things that I don't mind decorating my house with and that the kids also enjoy playing with. I like getting fabric pumpkins or fabric carrots for Easter time or little wooden eggs I can play with. So I put these things out about the house and they are cute. They look like decorations, but the kids can also play with them. We also have all of the mini real pumpkins laying around right now and the kids can take them off the table. They can line them up. They love playing pumpkin patch. They play that all day long. Um, so find things that you don't mind the kids getting into and that, you know, are replaceable, that aren't going to uh, cause a fuss or stink if they get broken. And that's another thing, too, is whatever you put out, don't mind it being broken. Um, I have a beautiful amber glass vase that I got from an antique store that has a really pretty flower on it. And I love it. It's my favorite. I've had it since before we were married and my little boy broke it this morning. <laughs> and it was a bummer, but that uh, vase is replaceable and my son is not. And so to get mad at him and uh, throw a fit and get all angry because he broke a vase would just not be the right thing to do. So again, I mean, you can, I get on to my children's children when they, you know, get into certain things that they know they're not supposed to, and they're rough with books, uh, that sort of thing. You have to teach them. Obviously, I didn't want him playing with a glass face, but things happen, and things break, and uh, they're replaceable, but people are not. Okay, another thing I like to do is I like to switch things up. So I sort of have a blank canvas to work with. I prefer to keep lots of walls white. Um, I like to have big furniture pieces, neutral or wood tones so that I can pop in color in different places. So like I can change out pillows and blankets. I can even change out artwork. A lot of times I change out different artwork for different seasons. I've got frames that I pop up or that I prop up on shelving um, that I can change out for Christmas and fall and springtime. And so I can just switch things out easily when a lot of my other stuff are more neutral colors. But I wouldn't change things all the time out of discontent. So I would be careful about that. Check your heart. Check your motives. Again, don't just be going with the new fads and the new trends um, just because you're discontent with what you have and you, you're tired. You know, you're tired of it. Again, that's kind of why I like to go to the timeless stuff because I don't get so tired of it like I do new trends. And part of that is just um, allowing yourself to get better taste, <laughs> if that makes sense. So um, valuing good music, valuing good decor, kind of, uh, it does take a lot of intention and it's kind of work sometimes. Um, it's easy just to fall into the new trends and fads, um, but I feel like it actually does take work to value some of the more timeless, beautiful things. So be content, be creative, think outside of the box, pray 
it's not silly to pray about this topic. It's actually very important. So pray that God gives you creativity. Um, another thing that I would just ask is where does your family spend most of its time? And then focus on decorating that. So if your family is spending most of their time around the, the dining room table, then maybe do a really beautiful uh, centerpiece, placemats, tablecloths, something to that sort. If you spend a lot of time in the family room, then focus on that area, make it cozy. Uh, maybe you actually spend most of your time outdoors and you can do something really neat with your patio or your yard. Maybe you even spend a lot of time in your car right now in this season of life. Uh, make that cozy. I actually, we don't spend a ton of time in our car, but we do on the weekends. And so we've got blankets in the car. We always make sure we have stuffed animals. I have um, a basket, a cute basket. It's a wicker type basket that I got from Target that I put the kids toys in. It's not a bad idea to actually decorate the spaces that you're in the most. So make it home. Make it somewhere that you and your family feel comfortable. When you're decorating your house and your spaces, do something that looks and feels like you and your family. And so this kind of leads me to the atmosphere of your home. And if I had one book to recommend when it comes to decorating, it would be The Hidden Art of Homemaking by Edith Schaefer. There are a lot of books that I have gleaned wisdom from in regards to decorating throughout the years and a lot of um, people and just things that I've done, but probably the book that I think sums up just the atmosphere of your home and decorating your home, the best is that book. And there may be others out there, but the best one I've read on this topic to kind of help you in a practical way would be The Hidden Art of Homemaking by Edith Schaefer. Other than that, I would encourage you to go and be around people, get in people's homes, have people over, because one of the best ways you can see how people are actually living and getting ideas is actually being in people's homes. Instagram is great. Pinterest is great. But you're only seeing so much, right? You're not getting a full picture. It's just part of a picture. It's not the whole home. It's not the real thing. And it's not the true atmosphere. You're only seeing what's there. And maybe you follow some really good accounts with people that share a picture and share their words and you can kind of get a little bit of the feel of their atmosphere there. Um, but you're not getting the full picture. And so be hospitable and go into other people's homes. Don't be a hermit. Um, get out, get around people. We were meant to fellowship and be in relationship with others. We have been talking about the atmosphere in science with Honora. We've been learning about the atmosphere, uh, the atmosphere, which is the air around us. And so I want you to just pray about the atmosphere of your home. And I want you to spiritually decorate your home with love and goodness and truth and the fruits of the Spirit. We're actually going to do a podcast on each fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to do things like kindness in the home, patience in the home, self-control in the home. I'm really excited about that. So that's something you can look forward to in 2022. But I want you to, on a spiritual level, decorate your home more than on a physical level. So decorate your home with repentance and forgiveness, with freedom and fellowship. Uh, decorate it with laughter and joy and kind words and fun and surprises. You know, get creative. Tell the kids, I've got a surprise for you. Um, and then give them a fun dessert or let them have a bath in the dark with glow sticks. You know, um, 
Decorate with care and compassion. Don't be harsh uh, with your children. Um, Be caring with them. Have compassion on them. Decorate with integrity. Decorate with hard work and fulfilling work. And then decorate with peace and with rest. These are the things that make a home beautiful. The relationships in the home, the atmosphere of the home, those are what make a home smell of the aroma of Christ. These are what makes a home beautiful. These are the things that make a home shine like a city on a hill. Um, Like when you're walking at night, I don't know if we've talked about this example before. I've talked about it with my husband But we go on walks in the night sometimes or later in the evening as it's getting dark. And one of our favorite things to do is to walk through our neighborhood with these. There's just a lot of beautiful older homes in our neighborhood. It's one of the most um, historic and older, like the oldest, one of the older neighborhoods here in Evansville. And we walk through and we love to just peer inside and you get a little glimpse of the homes. And you see the homes that are shining in the evening, that are shining in the night sky. You see the lights that are coming out of their dining room tables and you can see people eating around them or you can see the lights in the living room or hear the chitter chatter or hear the slam of the doors, you know, going back and forth or screams or cries or laughter. You get a glimpse as you're walking down the street and um, the homes that shine cozy with that light that you can hear laughter inside, those are the homes that give you that longing to be there that give you that um, that feeling inside, that joy, that comfort, uh, that there's something there that you cherish and there's something there that you want to bring back to your own home. So make your home a home like that. The best thing you can do to decorate your home is not fill it with all the physical things, but the best way that you can decorate your home is just by decorating it with love, decorating it with the beauty of the Lord. And um, you can only do that by being spiritually healthy and your relationships there at home. So focus on that first. Clean the inside of the cup first before the outside gets clean. Hey guys, Brie here. No giveaway this month. This month we're actually asking that you would share, subscribe, and leave a rating and review for our podcast. If you've enjoyed it thus far, if you've benefited from it and it's been an encouragement to you, then maybe even consider sending it in a text message to a friend or sharing it on your social media and giving us a tag. We've truly been blessed already by our listening audience, so thank you. Uh, We can't do it without your support, that's for sure. So it's crazy to think that we've been doing this for a little over a year now and we've enjoyed the journey. We want to keep continuing to bring you more podcasts and resources as time goes on. So you sharing, subscribing, leaving a rating and review, all of that helps us. So big, big thank you from house to home.